0: Welcome to the Contracting Officer Podcast. It's not just for contracting officers. If you're anywhere in the government acquisition world, this podcast is for you. Today, we're talking about bouncing back. This podcast is brought to you by Skyway Acquisition. Check out Skyway ACQ for more. Let's get started. 2020 was a big year, the biggest year for change in lives. COVID-19 was just one of the topics that drove the conversation in the year. And for the first time, we actually had special episodes related to specific real-world real, real world happenings in the moment. That's not not our usual style.
1: I think we did four episodes just around COVID and, and COVID-related stuff. Um, th- this episode's not about COVID specifically, but it does relate to COVID. We noticed by and large that the government contracting process didn't slow down that much due to COVID. It really surprised me. In short, the government acquisition process, it, it kept going at about the same pace. I mean the same number of RFPs came out, missions still had to get met. But a lot of businesses, especially small businesses, they they couldn't just keep going at the same pace. Right. So as a result, you know, we we saw a developing, I guess we'll call it a gap between how fast the government side of acquisition moved throughout the COVID pandemic and all the related laws and whatnot, and then how fast industry kept up or or didn't. We talk about context a lot on this podcast, and this created a context gap. Since bringing context to GovCon is one of the key purposes of this (laughs) podcast, I thought it it was worth pointing out the difference between how The government, somewhat surprisingly, just kept chugging through all their missions and industry. There were some adjustments that had to be made, and so getting context on both sides is is, worth talking about.
0: Before we get into the context, let's stop, as usual,
1: and say thanks. Thanks this week goes to Benjamin McMartin. Benjamin is the managing partner at Public Spend Forum. Uh, Benjamin is in the Detroit, Michigan area. I want to thank Benjamin for reaching out to set up a phone call with me. I learned a lot about how he found our podcast, how he uses it and and why he keeps listening since day one. He was one of the early listeners. And that's way back when he was actually a contracting officer. I I really enjoy talking with our listeners because it gives us context on how these episodes are making government contracting better or attempting to make government (laughs) government contracting better one contract at a time.
0: Hey, thanks, Benjamin. We appreciate it. All right, let's get back to the topic. As we've talked about, in many episodes, the government's missions, whether it's defense, whether it's science, National Institute of Health kind of stuff, whether it's transportation, whether it's infrastructure, the government's missions cannot be interrupted by something like COVID. The world keeps turning, these things have to happen. And government missions aren't just accomplished by government employees. Government employees are a lot of times the enablers. And they're supported by thousands of contractors just to run the government and thousands and thousands more to build and deliver the products that the government needs to meet their mission. So the government is reliant on industry to meet their mission. And industry is the ones that were getting their butts kicked by COVID. Some impacted industries maybe weren't hurting the government like tourism, uh, travel, restaurants, retail. But even industries that weren't directly impacted by COVID, like meaning their work didn't stop, they were still impacted by having to implement new rules, upgrade their facilities, change their facilities to account for social distancing, figure out how to work remote in some cases.
1: Right. The the businesses that their work kept going because of under a government contract, they still had to spend money on equipment like like personal protective equipment uh, and and new laptops or, or getting desks for employees at their home. or or having to buy a lot more Zoom accounts. I mean, there was a lot of investment. Yeah, there was a lot of investment. In in some ways, we were blessed at Skyway because we've been remote since day one. So we did not have to pivot from the office environment to home. We have employees literally spread from Florida to California. But I'm not sure if you and I could have kept up with our one episode a week for seven years pace if we had to figure out, okay, how do we get these 15 people out of an office and get the same work done at home starting Monday. You know, so that was a big adjustment for a lot of companies.
0: Right. If we recorded a podcast in a studio somewhere together, we it would have been quite disruptive. But since we've always done this remotely with you in Florida and me in Virginia, it didn't impact us. Now the government had to go through this kind of transition too. There are a lot of people working shifts. You know, one week on, one week off, different hours. Lots of people working from home. Connecting to work on systems that were never designed to have everybody working from home at once. Yep. And as you know, in government acquisition, the government sets the pace. So we thought things were going to slow down massively when this happened. turns out the pace for government acquisition folks was faster than industry could keep up with in
1: some cases. It's kind of counterintuitive. The government is famously vilified (laughs) for being slower than industry, uh, which that's a rabbit trail we could get down. It's a large organization, so it's going to move slowly. But even in this case, given all of the circumstances around COVID, like you said, in some cases, it moved faster. And it had to because of emergency acquisitions, et cetera. But the point is, a lot of major acquisitions and, and minor things all got done on schedule, even with the pandemic. So what does this mean? Well, this created a, a bubble of sorts where, where the government contracts kept going, even though many government contractors had to slow down and implement COVID and, and CARES Act activities. This isn't an exact description of the situation. since so there are a lot of variables, but we're seeing a gap between the pace of government and the pace of industry because a lot of companies had to make, as we've been talking about, a lot of changes They didn't plan for, not just from a financial budget perspective, but from a time perspective. For example, my wife works for Home Shopping Network. They had an entire crew of people whose their their role was to manage on or manage through the COVID adaptation of getting all the people home, et cetera, et cetera. Well, those 20 people, they had a full-time job doing something else before COVID, right? So that's an adjustment that that a lot of industry, that's, that's not a government contractor. That's a commercial retail company. But there are lots of companies that had to navigate through this. Now that we're through the initial, though not the last, I'm sure, of the adjustments we're going to make to a new business environment uh, post-COVID, industry is working to catch up, hence the whole getting back to even concept behind this episode.
0: Yeah, that's why we're talking about this. There are certainly some hiccups in the first few weeks when things started locking down and changing, but the momentum quickly reset and requests for proposals, solicitations awards and contracts kept flying out. In in a lot of cases, it, it's like the government didn't even miss a beat. And it's different in some agencies and others. But we, I know we talked about it, Kevin, we expected that things were going to slow down, like like hit the brakes hard, figure out how to catch up. And it turns out that the contractors were the ones surprised because it didn't slow down as much as we expected. In some cases, especially in the case of agencies that had something to do with COVID response or recovery, the pace actually sped up. And now contractors are trying to deliver products and services with all these restrictions on, I can't have all my employees in the factory. Right. Right. That, that kind of thing is a huge impact. Companies also spent tons and tons of times, like you just mentioned, trying to figure out not only how to operate, but how to just dissect all the rules that, that came out, like like the CARES Act that we talked about in episode 285 was a way that employees impacted by COVID could still get paychecks under certain circumstances that you had to figure out what they meant. And then a different interpretation would come out the next week and you'd have to do it all over (laughs) again, right? Paycheck Protection Act loans, the PPP loans, that was that, that's what it was they're still trying to figure out how to get those forgiven or how to how to pay them back what applies what doesn't and all that is on top of figuring out how to keep your company afloat when your business might might have changed drastically so all this extra work landed on companies on top of trying to stay in business in the first place
1: the bottom line is that the government did not appear to slow down much the government needs to keep these these programs, and missions going, and industry had this hiccup. That's why it's important to talk about getting back to even. The hiccup is having to adjust to things that we didn't budget for and find more resources during 2020. Yep.
0: The government still expects you to deliver what you said on time.
1: Despite the pandemic.
0: Yeah, per your contract. All right, speaking of time, let's link this to the acquisition and execution time zones. As you might imagine, when we're talking about the entire system slowing down or not, (laughs) <laughs> We're covering all of the acquisition time zones from building a requirement through market research, through releasing an RFP, to selecting a source. And on the execution time zone side from the very beginning of the contract until you close the thing down.
1: And it, it, if you're not familiar with uh, acquisition time zones, they're in episode number three. And those are the ones we didn't see slow down that much. The execution time zones, we we cover those in episode number 84. And we might see some, we, we did see some scenarios of the government slowing down the delivery a little bit, but, you know, emphasis on the little. I was surprised at how, how, how short the, uh, the leeway some of our customers got was because it, you know, okay, you got a couple of weeks, get it back going again. Because yep. again, the government mission didn't stop.
0: Yeah. While you're talking about the government mission, Kevin, get specific here. Why the government cares about impact from, from things like pandemics
1: I'll put something again. The mission, the government mission doesn't change due to COVID Uh, bad guys are still trying to do things. Cybersecurity doesn't change. The the, 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 the drug enforcement agency's mission didn't change just because there's a pandemic. Uh, The war on terror didn't change. The veterans don't stop needing services. In fact, you could argue they need more because of COVID Um, cybersecurity networks, the department of state, the embassies still have to work. I mean, there's so many things that go on. And of course, on top of that, we have passing the CARES Act, and now the IRS has new work to do, which is send out a bunch of checks and keep track of all these other things. So the government's mission doesn't slow down, and like with, with, with foot stomp here is, but industry's capacity likely, it, it did, and it likely will, You know, for a lot of the reasons that we've talked about. And so the the big takeaway from the government side is that the impact of the contractors losing inertia, like slowing down to look around and go okay what's going to happen to my building what's going to happen to my employees how am i going to pay them am i going to be in business for you know for the next six months is is my way of life going to still be here that's going to distract them from the mission and it takes a little while longer than you may expect them to get back get that momentum back i mean there's the argument that industry is more nimble than the government yes they are but they're also not isolated from the impacts of the overall market like they're all their spouses, employees losing health insurance because the company that they worked for went out of business. Those are real things that impact the contractor's ability to to execute.
0: Yeah, you may end up with fewer sources because of that, right? Because of the pandemic, you may have bankruptcies. You may have entire industries that have shifted to more profitable business. That they're, they're producing other things now. And there may be high demand for things that previously there there wasn't super high demand for like syringes. We, we thought we had enough syringes. Who knew?
1: What's that Warren Buffett quote that uh, when the tide goes out, you see who was skinny dipping. And <laughs> th- there, are, there are companies that, and they're, it happens, they, they, their margins were thin. And all of a sudden their commercial work went away. And to your point, Paul, their government work wasn't enough of their, their revenue to keep them afloat. And all of a sudden you go you lean on that source to get your work done. And that small business isn't there anymore. Yeah, Like these things are happening.
0: Yeah, a lot of companies didn't have cash reserves to deal with this kind of impact. That's Now we're sort of talking about industry. So a few tips for industry. Communicate with the government before you're overwhelmed, before you're clearly skinny dipping, right? The excusable delays clause could apply. And we talked about Excusable delays in a couple different earlier episodes. Epidemics, not pandemic, but epidemics are specifically covered in the clause. Epidemics are one of the things that could be cited as an excusable delay. And the clause is uh, FAR 52-249-14. And
1: I, I did ask an attorney, and in terms of the pandemic, the term epidemic in the clause is the same thing.
0: Clause says that a contractor shall not be in default because of a failure to perform under the terms of the contract if the failure arises from causes beyond the control and without the fault or negligence of the contractor. And it's like we talked about before acts of God, fires, floods, epidemics. You just have to remember you can't be held in default and terminated for default. It doesn't protect you from losing money or going out of business. It just says the government's not going to terminate you for default. You do have to follow the terms of the clause of your contract. You have to notify the government. You have to talk about it up front. Not a podcast goes by that we don't say something about open communication leads to better outcomes for both sides.
1: This clause is a great, what they call that a pretext to have that conversation is before we get to the, the risk of defaulting on our contract, can we negotiate the terms to do? These things are all negotiable and they can be negotiated sooner if we talk about it. If we wait until that clause is our last line of defense.
0: Uh, all right, Kevin, we're now at the place where the podcast ends for the day. So let's wrap this up.
1: On the government side, don't expect industry to keep up with your pace necessarily. Uh, again, there were a lot of RFPs that still came out, a lot of missions that, that had to keep getting done. And industry had a lot of adjusting to do and still meet the missions. It was, it was a, lot of, a lot of conversations we had with a lot of companies about how difficult that was to do. So, so communicate early on, on what programs may slow down when, you, when you're on the government side. And more importantly, which ones will not. If the expectation is, I realize that you're going to have to adjust to this We need to make sure we meet the mission. There's a negotiation there. There's a conversation that needs to be had. The sooner you have it, the better.
0: Likewise, industry folks, communicate early on which programs you may need to slow down on from a delivery perspective. Or if the government has released a request for a proposal and things have changed in the RFP due to COVID restrictions, there's not enough time to figure out how to do it the way they've asked, communicate, ask them questions. Ask for more time to submit your proposals. The government team wants you to meet their mission. They don't want you to lose money. They don't want you to go out of business. The sooner that you tell them that you need adjustments or don't need adjustments, the more open you are, the better. And even if you don't need to adjust anything because of a pandemic, tell them you're good to go. Oh, over-communicate. Let them know everything's okay. You can go focus somewhere else. We're fine here.
1: Yeah, I, I got one letter like that during a 9 nine eleven from a contractor. And I, I remember it because it, it he basically said, we've made the following adjustments. We realize that the workflow work is going to increase. We can't get on base because of the following reasons. Here's what we're going to do. We're good. It was like a two-page letter. And the confidence it gave me as a contracting officer to be like, okay, it's one less crisis. I have to manage, right you know, on here on September 15th, 2001, it was, uh, it was really helpful. And here we are, you know, 20 years later, I still remember it. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. That's funny. That's, that's an old guy story right there. I got a letter <laughs> delivered by stagecoach after what? this historical event.
1: It was a letter in a PDF via email, but yes.
0: <laughs> All right. That's good for today. I'll talk to you later.
1: I'll see
0: you. Okay, that's it for this week. When you need help understanding how your contract handles unexpected events, call Skyway's team of former contracting officers at 877-884-5280 or go to skywayacq.com to learn more. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.